0: You're listening to the CTK O'Fallon Podcast. Chapter number 11, and one verse. I'm just going to read one verse of Scripture while you're standing, and then I'll let you be seated. We're going to go to verse number 22. Mark chapter number 11, and we'll go to verse number 22. And Jesus answering said unto them, everybody read it with me, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Today I simply want to talk to you from this thought, have faith in God. We need to have faith today. I need to have faith today. You need to have faith today. And this is something, amen, that God can't do for us, but we have to do for ourselves. Therefore, Jesus looked at them and said, have faith in God, amen. Lay your Bibles down. Let's ask the Lord just to be with us as he already is. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. And I pray right now, let the anointing of your word find its way into our heart and into our soul and into our mind today. Strengthen, edify, encourage, uplift today. God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that your will would be done in each and every one of us. And everybody said amen. 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 God bless you. You can be seated. Have faith. In God, have faith in God. Faith is something that God cannot do for us, but that we must do for ourselves. He can give us revelation, illumination, teachings, insights, testimonies that can leverage our faith, that can help to increase our faith, but it is up to us to take faith, to have faith, to possess faith, to posture our lives in a position of faith. It's like like the the breaker box or the fuse panel, Uh, if your house is as old as mine, still has a fuse box in it. Uh, The breaker box, the fuse box in a residence, in a building, there is a massive amount of energy called electricity that makes its way into our modern buildings through uh, wiring and transmissions. It comes into the building, and then it goes to this box, breaker box, usually we call it. And from there, everything in the building, everything in the room works off of that, the lights, the the, the heat, the air, the fans, whatever it is, your, your appliance, your computers, your phones plugged in. By all of that energy that is set and it is diffused. But if the breaker gets tripped, if the fuse gets Blown. It doesn't matter how much power you have coming to the house. It does not matter how much power you have coming to the outside of the building. If there's not a connection on the inside, then there's. It doesn't matter how beautiful it is, and there's not going to be any delivering of the power. The Lord, in His awesome splendor, leaves this transmission up to us. He leaves the connection, if you will, up to us. Every Everything that you need is available here today in the Holy Ghost. Can I get an amen? Everything that you and I need in our life is available for us here today. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, is here for us today. And it would be like the masses amount of all electricity in all of the world coming to this building today at CTK. If we had the total sum of all available electricity in the entire universe coming into this building today, uh, which we don't, But if we did, that would be a frightful thing. That would be an awesome thing. We would not be able to tap into it unless there was a connector. Today, I'm here to tell you that we have the total sum of all power in all the universe available to us here today. When I think about that, I get chills. Every healing that's ever been done from the beginning of the moment God said, Let there be. Every miracle, every power, everything. Hallelujah. The total sum, not only of everything in the universe today, of that which sets the stars in the heavens, that puts the earth in motion, that radiates the energy from the sun that comes down and shines upon us, not just the total sum of all electricity and energy and power today, but that of all time and all eternity is still yet available to us here today. But the only way it's going to be diffused, the only way it's going to be transmitted is that we've got to have the breaker switch on. If it's been tripped, if there's been a disconnect, if the fuse has been blown, it doesn't matter how much power you have going into it. And so here today, Christ tells us, have Faith in God. He's saying, I brought all the power. I brought all the healing. I brought all the mercy. I brought all the grace. But it stops at the wall, and now it's up to you to take faith. It's up to you to flip the switch. It's up to you to turn it on. It's up to you to allow it to access your heart and your life. This is what faith does for us. What good is it if we have the greatest remedy that the world knows, but we will not get up out of our seats and we will not go and partake? What good is it if the table is spread with all of the finest of things, but we would not get up and we would not join ourselves to the table that Christ has invited us to? to partake in. I'm here today to encourage somebody. I'm here today to motivate somebody here today. If I could bring, I don't have a taser, but if I could have a Holy Ghost taser today, I'm here to tase you. what you need. It's what I need. It's what I've got to have in my life. We look through the scriptures and we can see that faith is a, a, a requisite. It is a requirement for certain things in this In this life, first we see here when Christ comes and he begins to do his ministry through the gospels, we see that faith is required for a miracle. In each of the gospels, two times, both Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there we find each have a pair of miracles that take place, and where both of them, Christ heals them and says, Go thy way, your faith hath made you whole. Your faith hath made you whole. What was he saying? That they had some kind of magical power within themselves to do some kind of self-healing and self-deliverance and self-recreation? No, that's not what he's saying. He was the healer. He was the bomb in Gilead. He was the almighty God that could remake the seeing eye and open up the deaf ear. He was the anointed one, but what he was letting them know is that just because this power is walking by doesn't mean that it's automatically accessed in your life but those of you that had faith he said you have received a miracle can I encourage somebody today the miracle worker is here the miracle worker is walking down your road the miracle worker is coming by your house today you must have faith in God oh somebody clap your hands unto the Lord Faith in God. You've got to have faith in the Lord. You've got to have faith in the Lord. You need a miracle, have faith. Don't doubt. Amen. Have faith in the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord. Cast your cares upon the Lord. You need faith for a miracle. You need faith for something else. You need faith not only for the blessing of God in your life, but you need faith. You need faith to forsake sin. And to follow God. Without faith, you'll never walk away from sin. Without faith, you'll never lay down the things that are pulling you down. Without faith, you'll climb out of the pit and sin will get a hold of you and it'll just drag you back down every time. But it takes faith to walk away from sin and to follow after God. It takes faith to answer the call of God to come out from this world, to answer the call of God that is drawing us out of the things that that, that strangle our souls. And our spirit, you must have faith. In Hebrews chapter number eight, we see as he writes about Abraham, and in verse number eight, he says, by faith. Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have, uh, he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, Abraham followed and went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles or tents, with Isaac and Jacob and heirs with him in the same. Promise for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is. God, can I tell you, if you don't have faith, you won't be ready to leave this world. If you don't have faith, you won't be ready to lay aside the things that God is asking you to lay down right now and to pick up the bigger and greater blessings of purpose and promise that God has for you. You'll never lay down, amen, the comforts of the pleasures of the sin to get a hold of the promise that God has for you. Unless you have faith, it takes faith faith today and I'm here to preach to somebody how faith in God. Abraham was living in Ur of the Chaldees. The Bible lets us know. His father had brought him there. This was as antiquity has testified. It was a part of greater Babylonia. It was a part of the Sumeran Plains. They had accomplished much. These are the people whom God had divided at the Tower of Babel because they were of a mind to do things against God. And God said, they will not be withheld from anything. And so he brought in the confusion of languages among men. They had temples and structures that were high. The city of Babylon itself later, by the time of, of, of the exile, would know we would know would have walls that would stand some 200 feet tall. For those of you that have been to the St. Louis it, it's at its peak, 200 feet tall. Imagine a city of about nine miles in circumference with walls 200 feet high. The wall's so thick that you could take a six-horse chariot and you could drive it around the top for viewing. They would Line it outside with a moat. But Babylon was not only great because of its walls. It is the Babylonian area and regions and people where we first fine money. The transcription or, or, or the trading of coin and notes and 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 promissory notes and, and debts. The, the, the cities and nations and peoples of Babylon were well-funded. They were investors. They were, they were wise in their own mind, in their own intellect. They had accomplished much. They were so successful. Babylon becomes a great place. And the unique thing about Babylon is was it was never situated on a major trade route. It was not in the ideal of climates, but yet in the most adverse of situation, man by his own hand and power went in and built something great. They had the hanging gardens of Babylon that you would see in a place where there should not be gardens. Babylon believed in themselves. They trusted in themselves. They trusted in their money. They trusted in their abilities and their intellect. They had security behind the walls. They had pleasures. They had comforts. And God called Abraham from that, from the greatest place on the world, from the most impenetrable secure place in the world where he had abundance of everything. And God said, I'm calling you Abraham to leave there, to go sojourn." in a land that you don't know. To live in tents because I've got a promise that is greater than Babylon. I've got a purpose that is greater than Babylon. I'm here today to tell you that the Holy Ghost is calling you out from your walls of security, from your foundations of comfort, from the rapture of luxury and pleasure that you have. And God is saying, I've got something greater. I've got something more. Oh, what I have, the world has never seen. But it takes faith. It takes faith to lay it down. It takes faith to throw it down. It takes faith to lay it all down and say, I'm going to follow God. It takes faith even to lay down a humble fisher net to say, I'll follow after him. It takes faith to walk away from the securities of houses and lands. Oh, but I'm here today to tell somebody, have faith in God. Have faith. Hallelujah! And the greatest, you, you say, well, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced I should put God above my jobs and careers and everything else. You're not convinced? Let me tell you, we're here today and Babylon's under 30 feet of sand. They're still digging it up. The greatest thing in the world just all went for naught, but the kingdom of God still lives on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have faith in God. Not only is it to take faith to forsake sin, to follow after God, but it takes faith. It takes faith to please God. I can't even please God unless I have faith. Hebrews tells us, That by faith Enoch, it's one of the most incredible, unbelievable stories by human intellect that the Bible has told outside of the resurrection and that is by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. The Old Testament testifies that God took Enoch. Enoch did not suffer death. Two men that did not suffer death and that was Enoch and that was the prophet Elijah. They had such a relationship with God that God said I'm going to bypass the natural process of death and the grave and I'm going to take you out of this world. And Enoch was the only one that is testified in the hall of faith chapter by faith Enoch was translated why it said because for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God, Can I tell you, if you want to put a goal in your life, you ought to put at top, please God. If there's ever something you ought to have a target, it ought to be please God. This ought to be the daily objective of my life. This ought to be the every moment, every waking moment of my life ought to be to please God. Because when you're seeking to please God, you're going to be who God wants you to be when nobody else is around. When you're seeking to please God, amen, you're going to be what God, God is going to be able to make of you something, amen, in spite of whatever else is happening in this world. Your number one goal, your number one objective ought to be to please God. Don't worry about this world. Don't worry about how many likes or dislikes, amen, that you have in this life. Don't worry about that. All you ought to be worried about is, is my life pleasing to God? Am I pleasing to God? Is God pleased? With my life today, and I can't please God unless I have faith. I've got to have faith to please God. It takes faith. It takes faith to do the things that are pleasing to the Lord. It takes faith. I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm going to encourage somebody today. You may feel like you're nowhere, that nobody knows your name, that nothing's going right for you, but I'm going to tell you, you are still here. You may not be where you thought you would be. You may not be as far down the road as you ought to be. Maybe there's more that you can do, but you're here today on Sunday morning. You're sitting in the house of God. It hadn't been a perfect week. It hadn't been a perfect year. It hadn't been a perfect life, but you are still here. Hallelujah. And you're here because he's here and you're here because he loves you. Amen. Stop worrying about everything else. God, I'm doing the best I can. I know I got to do better. But God, I want to be pleasing to you. God, I'm still here. I haven't quit. I haven't stopped. I haven't given up. I'm still here hallelujah 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 you are a testimony against hell every time you get up and come to the house of god you are a testimony against hell of its failures of its incompetency and of the glory of the lord hallelujah 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 oh i feel the holy ghost in the house today you may You you may say, well, I've never prayed anybody through the Holy Ghost. No, but you're still here. Hallelujah. It takes faith to please God. You didn't get here today just because it was easy. You got here today because it takes faith. And I'm going to tell you, if you have enough faith to be here today, you've got enough faith, amen, for God to finish the work that he started in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody give God glory today. Give God glory today hallelujah 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 faith is that fuse faith is the breaker that makes it all work it's the thing it's the thing that makes it all work sometimes in life amen the power goes out preachers are not invincible from that either Sometimes in life, the power goes out. Whoa, whoa, what happened? Tripped a breaker, blew a fuse. What's going on? You got to come back and say, Lord, Lord, help our faith. God, I got to have faith in you. I want to have faith in you. Increase my faith. God, help me. Help me, God. Here I come. And the Lord looked at them and he said, have faith in God. You can do it. You can have faith in God. Flip the switch back on faith. What is faith? I guess we should talk about faith. What is faith? In verse 6, he says of chapter 11, verse in Hebrews, but without faith, it is impossible, he says, to please him. And then he, then he lays it out for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith in God, he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith is first the knowledge of God. I got to know he is. When I come to God, I got to know he is, he is, he is. He's God, not me. He is. It's by him, amen, that the world exists. By him, he says, faith is knowing that he is. But not only that, faith is the knowledge of God in action. Amen. For you must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith is the knowledge of God in action. If you want a definition, that would be my definition this morning. Faith is the knowledge of God in action. Faith is not presumption. Now, sometimes I think that's how we preach it or how we teach it or how we interpret it, how we think it, that faith is just presumption, right. that I'm just going to come to this edge and God, I'm going to step out here. And When I step out, there's going to be, I'm going to be able just to walk at this level all throughout this room. And what happens is people treat faith like presumption, presuming that God, that that God is going to fulfill your every desire, fleshly desire, human desire, every kind of thing. Faith is not presumption. Faith is the knowledge of God in action. Faith doesn't walk to the edge and say, I'm going to hope God shows up. Faith is saying, no, I'm standing here and I'm going to take a step down and I know I'm okay because there's a step there. I know it. His word says it. His word declares it. It may be foggy in the room right now, but I'm not going on my human senses. I'm going on the word of God and when I step down it's there because he said it's there and I'm not just going to stand here and hold out but my, my faith put in action and I'm going to believe that every step that I take he's going to be there and he's going to be leading me to him it's not presumption it's not just this hopeless kind of thing like coming to God we, we, we treat God like a puppet on a string sometimes or or presumption that's not faith that's easy, easy believism that, that's kind of that's hope Hoping that God does what you want Him to do. No, faith is saying, God, it's not about what I want you to do, it's about what you want to do. And when I see what you want to do, I know, amen, there are some things that are going to be very good for me and they're going to benefit me. And so I'm going to get on the good side of God. And faith says, hey, if I put my trust in Him, the angel of the Lord's going to encamp round about me. Faith says, if I just stand still, I'm going to let the Lord fight my battles. Faith says, hey, I'm not going to trust in chariots. I'm not going to trust in horses, but I'm going to remember the name of the Lord. Faith is believing that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I follow after God. I seek for the Lord. I pursue God. The knowledge of God in action or maybe we could say the knowledge of God in pursuit. If somebody yelled fire today, if somebody started screaming fire in this room, we wouldn't just, well, we'd probably sit here for a little bit because you know how we as humans are. I don't believe it. And we look around, what? You know, ah, they said there's a fire, but you know, I'm not really sure about that. Let's just, then all of a sudden the smoke comes in, starts coming into the room. However, it comes into the room, God forbid. Well, look at that. There's smoke. I bet there is a fire. Yeah, there's a fire. And we're sitting there, wow, man, you feel the heat? Yeah. No, if you believe there's a fire, you're going to be, we're going to have a bottleneck at that door right there. Because if you believe something, it's going to do, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to draw an action out of you. How foolish would it be for us to sit there and say, man, this you know, place is on fire. This place is on fire. But yet, do we not do the same thing with the Lord all the time? Wow, the presence of the Lord is in this place. Yes, he is, and he's here for you, and he's here for your healing, and he's here for your redemption, and he's here for your renewal, and he's here for your strength, and he's here for your edifying. We come and sing, God, how great is our God, how great is our God. Come on, can I tell you, God doesn't only work in the church house. you got to take it home with you. You get home, drive. As you're walking through your halls of your house, as you're driving down the road, you ought to be praising God and speaking the name of Jesus. Let your faith, amen, be the knowledge of God in pursuit. Take God with you on the workplace when you have faith. Faith shows up in your worship because you can't worship God without faith. I'm not just talking about the mere hand clap. That goes with it. Amen. But faith shows up in your worship, how you worship, how often you worship, how consistent you are in your worship, how genuine you are in your worship. You're here today because we gathered to worship the Lord. It takes faith to worship God. It takes faith. Sometimes it takes faith and just pushing through. Amen. When you've stayed up too late all night at a church bonfire (laughs) and saying, no, I'm going to go to church i got to go to church. If I don't go to church, I probably won't have anybody preach, so I better go to church today. It takes faith. You say, God, I'm going to show up. Faith is, shows up in your worship. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Abel was not seeking to offer a better sacrifice than Cain, but he did. It testified of a better sacrifice. Abel didn't wake up in the morning and say, today I want to be better than my brother Cain. That was not the point. That's not what he's saying. He's saying Abel offered sacrifice to the Lord, and in his worship, faith was evident. God comes down there, and there's faith. He shows up to Cain, and Cain's worship is selfish. It's all about himself. It's not about God. He's disregarded God. Faith shows up in your worship. Can I tell you, you can dress it up, you can do whatever you want to walk the part, but faith is going to come out. Faith is going to show out. You've got to have faith in your life. Faith shows up in your worship. Number two, faith helps you do what has never been done before. God's calling you. Maybe he's calling you to do something that's never been done before. Maybe God is calling you to do something that you've never done before. Maybe he's calling you to do something that has never been done in your family before. It takes faith to obey God. It takes faith for Noah. By faith, Noah moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Noah saved his family because God told him to do something that had never been done before. Be careful when you nip the voice of God and you turn it off because you think, well, God's asking me to do something that's never been done before, something that I haven't won." It takes faith to respond to the Lord. I'm talking to somebody this morning. Because God didn't just talk to me. He talks to you and he tries to talk to you and he comes and he knocks and he speaks in your life and he sends messengers and he sends words and he sends things and God's voice is coming. I'm going to tell you, it takes faith to respond to the voice of God. I'm going to tell you, if you hear the voice of God, you got to respond to the voice of God. you got to say, yes, Lord. It takes faith to rock through a red sea. It takes faith to march around a Jericho wall. You don't march around a Jericho wall. You don't march around a Jericho wall unless you've got faith. God, I'm not sure, especially in today's world. God, I'm not sure about this. I don't know how this will look. God, I don't know. You know, I I harp on social media a lot. God, this doesn't Instagram real well. It's marching around Jericho. You know, I'd like to be doing something else, you know. But if you hold on, it's going to Instagram real well. Because nothing shows up better than the promises and the grace and the blessing and the glory of God inside of your life. That's better than a photo can ever capture. There's something about that. It takes faith to do what you've never done before. It takes faith to endure. It takes faith to endure. It takes faith to endure. You say, well, I, I, God, I've been serving you for a long time, and here it is. Now I'm growing, I'm growing weary. I'm growing old. I'm growing tired. I'm growing weak. I'm growing. It takes faith to keep on keeping on. I said man, why, why can't I do what I used to be able to do? And all of a sudden, it's not, it's not there. And you're, you're wondering, God, what's going on? I'm going to tell you, it takes faith to hold out to God all the way through your life, through every season through your life. One man was, uh, we were watching a, a marriage video uh, counseling kind of thing, and, or a marriage teaching kind of biblical teaching. And, and the man said, he said, my wife, he was sitting next to his wife, him and his wife had been married, I don't know, like 50 years. And he said, my wife has been married to seven different men. In everybody's eyes. It's a shocking statement from somebody who's been married for 50 years. And he said, and all of them have been me. And she shook her head yes. Because life changes. By the time you get one season figured out, all of a sudden, if life doesn't change, you change. And now you're not the same person wait a minute, God, I used to be able to walk into your presence, into your house, and I used to be able to do this, and it was like, man, I had it, I had it connected, it was right there, but now all of a sudden life's changed, and now your access, something you got, to, the, the fuse gets tripped, it gets, it gets worn out, something's wrong there, and you got to come back, and you got to say, okay, God, I got to go back to faith, I got to go back to building up my faith, and I'm not just doing this by routine, and I'm not just doing this by my discipline, and I'm not just doing this by my tradition, but God, I'm doing this because I'm really tapped in to who you are, I've got To have faith to endure, to keep on, keep it on, to hold out. And he says, By faith, he goes on and he talks about Sarah, by faith, Sarah. Sarah. Sarah had to endure. She had to endure those seasons of barrenness, those years of barrenness, those years of going through the hope, and then the years of saying, "Okay, it's not going to happen." And then being, and then all the ridicule, and then living life and being okay with that. And then she has to live through the seasons of the angel showing up and saying, "God's going to give you a child." And then no, God, it's not going to happen. Twenty-five years after she had already been okay with not having a child. And then the angel shows up, and now she's there. She laughed. She laughed. She laughed. You would have laughed. I would have laughed. It was a laughable thing, but it took faith. It took faith to endure. It took faith to hold out. Hold out for the promise. Can I preach to somebody? Don't quit at the end. Don't give up on year 22. Don't give up on year 24, because if you will just hold on, if you'll just stay strong, if you'll just keep on keeping on, God's going to finish what he started. It takes faith to endure. It takes faith, faith to bring the prodigals home. If you're a prodigal, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe I don't know where this sermon will end up. It ends up on Facebook. I got to be careful now because my bloopers are going to end up into little clips that people share <laughs> with other people. You never know where a message is going to end up takes faith for a prodigal to come home. Maybe you're a prodigal. Maybe you're not a prodigal here today. Maybe you're a prodigal that's listening to this message two years from now. It takes faith. It takes faith when you believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek you, that, that's sitting in the pig pen This is hey, the servants are better at dad's house. I'll just go back and be a servant. I'll just go back. I, I, I'm not looking for a promotion. I'm just going back. I just got to hang out in the house. I just got to get back to the house. It takes faith to pick yourself up. It takes faith to walk back to the house. You know when you're walking in, people are going to smell where you've been. You know when you're walking in, people are going to know you can wipe it off and you can clean it off. But you know it's there because they knew who you were before. It takes faith for a prodigal to come home. But can I tell you, have faith in God because when he got back home, he got back to the greatest party he'd ever seen in his life. He, he was met first by the greatest embrace that he never could imagine can I tell you have faith in God and if you ever so God forbid should fall and slip and wonder and wonder and find yourself in a wilderness when it comes to you in a moment hear this preacher hear my voice hear the word of God have faith in God faith brings the prodigal back home Have faith in God. I'm coming to a close. It's not whether or not you'll have faith. It's whether you will put your faith in God. Because you have faith. Everybody believes in something. People that say there is no God. There's nothing. They believe in something. If nothing more, they believe in themselves. You believe in something. Right. Have faith in God. You're going to put your faith in something. Right. You may say, Well, I don't believe in God, but you're putting your faith in something. You may be putting your faith in your talents or your abilities, your ability to be successful, your ability to woo people. You'll put, you put your faith in something. Maybe you'll put your faith in your job. Maybe you'll put it in in your wealth. Maybe you'll put it in your health. I'm okay. I can do this. I can handle this. Maybe you'll put your faith in your good looks. You'll put your faith in someone else. Maybe if I can just, I'll hang out with them. I'll just, I'll just ride their coattails and I'll just, I'll just be around. If I'll get in with the right crowd, then I'll be okay. You're putting your faith somewhere. You're putting your faith in something. And if nothing else, you put your faith in yourself. But can I tell you, that is so futile. It's futile to put your faith in the things of this world and put your faith in other people. Can't even put your faith in mom and dad that, that, that well, I'm just going to get all their money and have their inheritance and I'm going to be okay. Everything in this world, it, it's just gone. Jesus, one by one, knocked that down. He said, who are you? You take, your, you take and put faith in yourself by your ability, your good looks. God knows the hairs on your head and he numbers them. Not one of you can add one cubic one inch to a stature. Not one of you can add one little bit to a stature. Your ability that you're putting faith in, you don't even have control over your 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 looks. You're putting faith. You don't even have control over. And you're putting your faith in your barns because you because you got masses barns and you're building more barns and you can't have enough. It's just mass a mass a mass a mass, mass. Build build build. Gather gather gather. Said so your soul is going to be required of you this night. and You're putting all your faith in this stuff. This is. Futileness few is just going to fall away. Have faith in God. Babylon hid behind its walls, its walls that were impenetrable. Look at us. We built a city. We built a metropolis in the desert. It shouldn't be done. It couldn't be done, but we've done it. Our hanging gardens are second to none in the world. Look at what we've done. Look at what we've done. We've not been impenetrable. We are not able to be conquered. And then the little Medes and Persians come along from Assyria. and They conquer the Babylonians. This history goes back thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And it's just been repeating itself where man will build something, put faith in himself. And then it's all for naught and he's gone. I've known too many people that have lost their house in a house fire. My cousin lost his house in a house fire a few years ago. Had a girl that was at our church. Her family lost everything they had in a house fire. A couple years before we came here, maybe it was the year before we came here, we were back in Indianapolis. Janelle and I were on a bike ride. As we were coming back into the city, we saw smoke coming from the neighborhood. Thought it was where my parents' neighborhood was, but it was the next neighborhood over. And we we drove, tried to get as close as we could, but the fire trucks were all up. So we. We had been on a long ride, so we rushed back to the house, and I was going to get ready, and I just text a friend who I knew who pastors in Indianapolis also. I knew he lived over there, and I said, I, I called him. I didn't text him. I called him, and he said, hello. I, I thought, well, if he answers the phone, his house isn't on fire because you wouldn't answer your phone if your house is on fire. And he said, hello, and I said, Jim, what are you doing right now? And he said, well, I'm standing outside, and I'm watching my house burned down. Couldn't believe it. We rushed and got ready, went over there and just stood with them. What can you do? Another friends of ours, the Solorios in Casey, they were in Toledo. They had just redone their whole house, redone a bunch of stuff, bought it to fix up, redone their house. They had their kids' house burned, took off, burned everything. Of course, what doesn't get burned? The fire department totally destroys. He called me, said, man, our house is burned down. We rushed, got in the car, rushed over there, got some people, got some clothes for the kids together, brought them back to Indy for a few nights while they had to get everything sorted out with the insurance. And I'll never forget the next day, he said, Andrew, I got to show you something. So we went over there. I think their house burnt down on Saturday night. And on Sunday morning, we were working at Indiana Bible College at the time. I called Brother Mooney and told him, hey, we're going to go over there. We're going to pick them up, be there. I won't be at church today. So we got in the car, and we drove over, and uh, I think at the time, they only had Abby and Beckham, and Beckham was just a baby. He had just been born, and Adam had just bought Beckham a Bible for his dedication, and he said, Andrew, you got you to look at this, and so I went over to the house, and by now, you know, they've all got it, but we could, we, we were walking through the house, and of course, it's a mess, smoke, water damage everywhere. We went to his living room, and there in the living room, he had a little side table. And there was Beckham's baby dedication Bible they had just purchased. He had just written in there and set it on there. The fire was so hot that the curtains had some synthetic material in them. The curtains had melted to the windows. The, the chair next to it, right next to the Bible, like the Bible is right here, and the chair is right here, and the material had melted to the frame. It had consumed and melted down to the frame. And he said, Andrew, I came in here this morning. And he said, when I came in, he said, they lost everything. They lost their pictures. They lost everything. They lost all their clothes, all. his books. Thankfully, he had most of his books at the office at the church. And he said, but look at this Bible. He said, smell this Bible. And I took it, and I tried the Bible did not, I'm not making this up. If, it, if he had told me this, I thought he was just embellishing this. But I was there. I stood in the place. I've got a picture of it somewhere. I stood there and I held the Bible. Everything else burns down and everything else goes, is gone. But there's the Bible that he had just bought his baby. And he said, Andrew, I think God's trying to say something. I said, God's trying to do more than say something. He done said something everything else in this earth will pass away. Everything else is subject to the elements and it'll be consumed and it'll be gone, but the word of God. He he said, I believe that the grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of God. The Word of God, there's something. I'm going to tell you, your hope is not in this life. Your hope is not in the thing. Have faith in God. If you're looking for strength today, have faith in God. If you're looking for a source of life, have faith in God today. I came to preach to somebody today. Some trust in chariots, the psalmist said. Some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Stand together with me today. Put your faith in God. So God is calling us today. God's calling you today. Maybe it's for a miracle. Maybe it's to lay aside sin and follow after the Lord. Maybe God is calling you today just to be pleasing to Him. Maybe it's in your worship. Maybe it's to do something you've never done before. Maybe it's just to endure. Maybe it's to bring a prodigal home. But God is saying, have faith in God. Can we lift our hands toward heaven today? God, Lord, I pray today, God, that my faith would not be in the wisdom of this world. That my faith, God, would not be in my abilities, God. That, Lord, in practice, God, I would not be resting upon the securities, the things, the frivolous things of life. But, God, let our faith be in you. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God. Right now over every woman, every man that's here today, God, I pray today that our faith would be in you, that our trust would be in you, that our hope would be in you. The knowledge of God in action, in pursuit in our life of who you are and what you are in us. In the name of the Lord, can I open up an altar this morning? Can I open up an altar for the weary? Can I open up the altar?